0: Log Talk Radio. Mm
1: making it possible for him to come to the earth and redeem man by shedding his blood and the Father placing us in Christ, where our identity is hid, making us righteous, the very righteous that the Most High possess himself. Folks, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to this very uh, special show. We don't normally do shows on Sunday, but here we are. Um, with your brother Seth doing a show, a special show on Sunday. I want to thank you for your time tonight. Well, tonight, what are we talking about on this special show? We're going to be talking about something dear to my heart, and that is one of the mandates or callings of this network, the Five Simple Songs, and that is to reveal, to expose, to... um, make known the ancient Israelites, who they were and who they are in this world and what their calling is. Yes, I believe that myself, Brother Seth, along with some of the co-hosts that even um, come on from time to time has a calling upon their life to do a lot of things, first and foremost, to, to live a life pleasing to the Most High. That's what we're first called to do, to walk with the Father ourselves. But after we've been enlightened, commissions us to go and share the good news. And um, that's what we're trying to do, brothers and sisters. We don't have it all together. It's not like we have it like that. But we do know him, and we are called to share his goodness. And one of the good things he did was sent after seeing the state of our world and and, and man's need to have his father the creator of all things back in his life since Adam's fall in the garden uh, folks the father thought it it's in his wisdom to redeem man and that's what this network is trying our best to do so we want to thank you again for your time tonight for tuning into this Firestone Stone Network again, I'm Brother Seth, the creator of the network, and I think I'm going to be flying solo tonight, like we used to do the first two years. So we'll see if any other co-hosts join us. But this show pretty much is is probably going to be myself just sharing my testimony and sharing how I believe that the the church could benefit mightily by simply. Number one, obeying the Father. That's the number one thing that this, what they really should be doing. But obeying the Father by way of acknowledging who are the true descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob today. Because whoever those people are, not only will it give them some sense of purpose, but it also, we also, the revelation also, the scriptures were also share how this people has a mandate upon their lives to share the goodness of Yah throughout the whole earth, or Yahweh throughout the whole earth, or Yahuwah throughout the whole earth, or Yahakwa throughout the whole world, or Hayah throughout the whole world the, the whole earth. So many names the fathers known by. But Israel Brothers and sisters is called to do just that So the church would be wise not to continue to suppress this truth Because in fighting against this truth Little did they know brothers and sisters They are fighting against the Most High YAH So tonight I thought I would do a show Not to rebuke the church so much as to Encourage the church to really think about what they are doing when they come out against the Israelites. I was uh, minding my own business and creating this show and uh, had no idea uh, that today, a uh, Sunday, I was invited to uh, my sister's church and I went, uh, you know, just being a good brother, I went. And I was checking out Pastor Craig Lewis. Many of you know him, the gentleman that talked about revealing all the uh, the one that talks about hip hop. But I ended up going to his church today, or his assembly, I should say, where he presides as the uh, their leader. their their at Adamant Faith, uh, Adamant Believers Council, ABC, as they like to call it. And I be I be dog, if I can say that. This brother was literally on my topic for tonight's show without even saying the Hebrew Israelites. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about what I learned at Pastor Craig's uh, service today as he talked about the Israelites. He didn't come out and say who they were in his defense, but he talked about a people that is spreading something throughout America, and really the earth, that's breaking up families That's causing families not to be able to come together around Christmas Not to be able to come together around Easter Not to be able to celebrate the New Year's as a family Not to be able to come together on the holidays And he called it a divisive message And uh, especially those that uh, he feels is uh, really on this law uh, Talking about the law in such a way that... uh, pushes certain people out of God's favor, such as the so-called white man, and and he, he went deep into his message, uh, and I'll get more into this later, but I'm going to be talking about uh, uh, those who didn't know Pastor Craig uh, Lewis, i going to be talking about his message tonight, okay, and again, I have much respect for him for just all pastors I have a somewhat of a respect for. I may not agree with every single thing they do and say, but there's a reverence respect for a lot of pastors with me because I know that while I may disagree with two or three things they do, there's a lot of things they do that's very wholesome, that's very good, and that's really helping our people. And I definitely, definitely don't want to be the one. Somebody else can do it, but not Brother Seth. I don't want to be the one to talk about them as though they're just false prophets or, or just... Just anything less than me and a God. that's probably an error. You know, I like to say it like this. People are oftentimes in error. In error. But I wouldn't say they're false prophets or anything like that. So, anyway, tonight, tonight, what do we have, we? The topic of tonight's show is scientific and biblical proof of African Americans being Israelites. I went on to say in the show's description, hey, church. Can we stop playing around with the Hebrew-Israelite question? Everyone knows deep in their hearts that this teaching of African Americans being Israelite isn't false teaching, nor are these assemblies cults. Since so-called African Americans arrived in America, this has been whisked by those in power. Many of you are afraid of losing members and friends if you accept this truth. Or you may feel that embracing this truth will mean changing and being too different among your peers. Then there are those leaders who are confident this is the truth. But since it's not something to stop a person from accepting Christ, you've swept it under the rug for years. Sirs, you should know that you are pastoring Yahweh's chosen people who are suffering from an identity crisis. Of course, we all agree that their spiritual identity is far more important, but millions of people learning their true identity and afterwards understanding their place in America have developed a strong dependence on their forefathers' faith and heritage, which is Yahweh of Israel, His laws, and His statutes in Christ. One more time, let me read that one. Of course, of course, we all agree that this spiritual identity, that their spiritual identity is far more important. But millions of people learning their true identity and afterwards understanding their plight in America have developed a strong dependence on their forefathers' faith and heritage, which is Yahweh of Israel, His laws, and His statutes in Christ. In summary, I personally and others' bloodline of Israel are witnesses that the Bible has come alive and we are compelled to pursue Yahweh even more, both in the flesh and the spirit. One more time. In summary, I believe in others in this bloodline of Israel are witnesses that the Bible has come alive and are compelling us to pursue Yahweh Even more Both in the flesh And in the spirit Wow So that's what's happening tonight Brothers and sisters That's what's happening tonight Right here On the Five Stone Network Again I'm Brother Seth And I thank you Thank you Thank you And thank you enough For your time Well Like I was saying I visited a church today I'm going to go ahead and uh, play my little five-spoon song jingle in the background. Don't be alarmed. But like I was saying earlier, one of the callings of this network is to provide tools for those that already know their Israel and trying to reach their brothers and sisters by coming to the Most High and following His Christ and being obedient to the Holy Spirit, we just simply provide tools for you. It's just as simple. We provide information for you to share because some of you may not have a chance to study, or you may not be able to articulate uh, what you've come to know as our true identity as Israelites. So we try try to provide tools for you, uh, 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 teaching you about why it's important. Uh, tools for you uh, by way of information, sharing with you uh, how the spiritual Jew is far more important, and but that we need to know this information to understand our plight in America, to love our people because it's it's, it's almost you're almost tempted to to walk in self-hate as so many of our people do, self-disrespect when you don't know why we're malfunctioning or doing the crazy things we're doing. The Bible says that's exactly what will happen to us when we don't have our true identity or who we are. One of the curses of Israel once their forefathers disobeyed is that they will lose their identity and their way. So when we see our people acting wayward, we oftentimes want to run and associate and marry and worship with and just totally cut them out of our life. But with this information, we learn to love our people. We know why they're malfunctioning. It makes us uh, uh, just, just just, love and be more devoted to them even more. We already love everybody. But once we find out why we do what we do as a people and we share that with our family and friends, this information is, uh, these tools will help us and even our people love themselves and recognize the fact that they are a mighty, mighty chosen people above all the nations of the earth. Uh, as the book of Amos say, you have I known. So we provide tools right here on the five small stone uh, network for those who uh, uh, who know their Israel. Now for those who don't know their Israel, we teach them. We teach them, brothers and sisters. The Father has promised What happened to His chosen people The most mightiest people Ever walked this earth If they When they Turn their backs on Him And that is what has happened Ancient Israel Turned their backs on the Most High And He scattered them out To four corners And He brought them Into various Egypts Or various places of bondage Where they carry out The prophecies set forth In Deuteronomy 28 And in Leviticus 13, I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, Leviticus 26. And really the whole Bible talks about various things Israel would go through if they're disobedient and also if they're obedient. Not uh, just curse, curse, curse. There's mighty, mighty blessings upon this nation if and when they're obedient. So I just want to just remind everybody that is what we're doing right here on the Five Swing Stone Network. Um, I want to just take a little bit more time, allow a few more people to come. Not long. We're going to get right into this because I have a lot to say, and uh, but I just want to allow a few more. um, I want to remind everybody that we have over 500 shows hitting this particular truth all kinds of ways, but not just the revelation of who the Israelites are, who Jacob is, or who Yehuda is, or who whatever you want to call the Israelites. We, it's, we don't just talk about this topic. It's, it's our our foremost conversation, but like I say, it's, it's the biggest tool uh, for, uh, for salvation, uh, uh, for getting our brothers and sisters to give the most high chance in their life once they see that he really, truly never abandoned us like some of us have been thinking, like some of us even been taught. Never abandoned us He's always loved us He's always had us on his mind We are the apple of his eye He said he he would follow us Wherever we go His eyes are on Israel Wherever they've been scattered He has a relationship with us Even in our rebellion So what we try to tell people Again on this network We try to tell people Brothers and sisters uh, Y'all just bear with me here we try to get people we we try to bring people to Christ by way of first getting them to see that this book they call the Bible isn't a white man's Bible. We try to get our people to turn to Christ by way of just talking about picking it all the way back to Genesis and how in Abraham and how the Father called this man Abraham and we like to really explain what happened with those slave ships and why they came in the first place and what was happening to these people called Israel prior to those slave ships that brought us to America. And so once we're able to show uh, those that have an ear to hear what the Father has done with this people that he brought across along this Atlantic slave trade, and we let them see what he said, all the prophecies he said, that how their men would behave and their women would behave and their children would behave, and even the priests that they put over them, how they would behave, and how the people that rule over them, especially, especially, how they would behave. Once we're able to get our people to see that light, then they understand that they are spiritual people. Then they understand that they are marked people. Then they understand they are chosen people. Then they understand that what that means is their royalty. Now they feel like because people pretty much learn or or how, what's the word I'm looking for? People act out of what they really think they are. People, everybody's acting out. Their, their identity, their esteem, whatever they esteem themselves to be, self-esteem, it comes from who they are. So once we're able to point to these to their ancient forefather, their their heritage, their true bloodline heritage, the true DNA I'm talking about, then they are open more, I believe, to this father, this Elohim, this Yah of Israel, this, this God and his plan that he has have, have set in motion through Christ this revelation of israelites is nothing more than an introduction to salvation so uh i just want to say that because i've had a lot of conversations over the lately and uh, there's a lot of people uh having beef with this israelite movement And I want you all to understand what it is and what it's not, especially where the five foot stone is concerned. Folks, do not block the Most High from doing what he wants to do in the earth with his people. It is none of your business if he wants to resurrect these old dead bones called Israel, these ignorant people that don't know who they are, don't know where they're from. They're acting out. People have took them and lied to them and used them and got them thinking all kinds of crazy things about who they are and where we come from, if the Father wants to send prophets and send them and tell them who they are and help resurrect these people from an identity standpoint, I know it's according to the flesh, but if the Father wants to do that, to tempt them, to to come back to him and to accept what he's done through Christ, what business is it of yours, Pastor? What business is of yours, apostle? What business is of yours, overseer? Many of you, I'm telling you, I'm informing you, are interfering with the handiwork of the Most High you are interfering with what the Father is doing in these latter days. You, ministers, leaders, are interfering with the Father with what the Father has promised and His word would happen to Israel, not just in Ezekiel 37, but various parts of the scripture where you talk about restoring the whole house of Israel. To the degree that the world would know who they are. And I know that when it happens, the Bible also talks about how only a remnant will return to him. Many would return even back to the land. But the world is going to know who these Israelites are. And it's happening right now. And some of you are muzzling or, or trying to block or trying to impede the progress of this movement. And I come to serve a warning to y'all tonight. You're interfering with the work of the Most High Yah. Some of you know, just like I said in my show description, you know this is not no demonic uh, uh, teaching. You know we're not no cults. You see the hearts of these young people. You see, you hear a lot of them testifying how they come out of drugs and come out of doing this, that, and the other. They may be caught up in the law. Maybe they don't understand the law versus grace. But you, leader, you, you've been leading people for a long time, and you know better. And I'm just serving y'all notice that. I don't know how how long the Father allowed people to interrupt his work before he do something. I'm not trying to threaten you because I'm not the one doing anything to nobody. But I'm saying it's a dangerous thing, I would think, to be hindering the progress of the Most High. If this is the tool that the Father wants to use to get young people's attention to 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 then because there's another step to then get them to listen to the gospel of Christ and who he is and who the Father is and what all he have done, like I said earlier in placing those of us that have that faith in him. If the Father wants to place us in this Christ, first of all, give us the faith to believe. And then once we believe, the Bible says we're placed in the body of Christ. He makes us righteous through the blood of Christ. But there's a lot of young people not open to any of this teaching about Christ because of a stumbling block presented in their way by way of white supremacy or racism. So much racist teachings in the church It has pushed Pushed out a lot Of our people And the most high In such a time as this Is calling them back Because the Gentiles Are coming in And I don't know when The time of the Gentiles is going to be fulfilled I don't know But I do know we'll be on a shadow that After traveling to 24 countries and seeing with my own eyes Israelites all over the earth, not just America. This movement is not just in America. One more time, this movement is not just in America. One more time, because some of y'all are doing all kinds of things. You're not listening. This movement is not just limited to America. The Most High throughout the whole just as He promised, when He scattered them, He would bring a remnant of them back. And He is, those dry bones, as Ezekiel spoke of, is coming together. It's being formed again in the Spirit, so to speak. Talking about in the Spirit now. So this is what's happening. So I'll be back. I'm going to take a little break. I'll take a little break, brothers and sisters. Again, you've tuned to the Fast on Network. Brother Seth is gonna to talk to the pastors tonight, the leaders tonight. Laymen can hear it hear it too, but I wanna to talk to the leaders. I really do. I um should have I probably will reach out to Pastor Craig Lewis. I don't know. I'll talk about him after I get back from the break and some of the comments he made today, uh, in his series Distraction Part three. Uh was he talking about the Hebrew Israelites? I know that's who he was made to talk about. He didn't really mention their name. He did one time slip up and say, uh, you want to be, how did he say it? Some of y'all was at the service. Quite a few people in attendance. But he said, you want to be a a bootleg Hebrew. Uh, Well, Pastor Craig, behold Israel, (laughs) not bootleg, the people of the Bible. But I want to talk about Pastor Craig because I feel like most of what he said was spot on. And I pretty much give the message that went forward today, and maybe we can play a little bit of it. We'll see. Uh, but maybe we'll give it a B, a B minus, because he was spot on, talking about a lot of us in the Israelite camp, causing division among our families because of bitterness, and we're doing it all in the name of Yahweh, and uh, it's just pushing people away. And, folks, just notice, any movement, any time the Mosai does anything, there's always counterfeits or there's always those that don't really learn what the Father's doing, they don't really learn what he's saying, and they go out there half-cocked with just a little bit of truth, just enough to kind of, you know, get attention, and then they say stupid stuff and do stupid things. And so we've got a lot of immature people out here claiming to be Israelites that is messing up this, what the Father is doing. But make no qualms about it, brothers and sisters. African-Americans are from the Atlantic slave trade, Take it or leave it. They are Israel, and they have been scattered to this land uh, by the Most High Yah. And all of the things we're going through in this land is is a result of what the Father promised would happen to Israel once they lose their identity because of their foreparents' rebellion. So, I want to just take a little short break, and I'm going to come back in a little bit. But again, you've tuned into the Five on Network. I'm Brother Seth, flying solo tonight, and. Uh, uh, Sunday nights we'll probably be doing this. Sister Eliana may be doing a series next Sunday. But every once in a while I like to do these shows and where we just kinda of get back to the basics of who we are and what why are we doing this, why are we talking about this. So tonight again it's pretty much for the uh leaders, for those pastors. So if you know any pastors or you really would like to talk to your pastor about this and you don't know how, simply co- copy and paste copy and paste this show and send it to our leaders and uh where they can hear um what I believe the father has to say tonight and I mean it what I feel the father really has to say to us tonight I mean I I wish I can say it's just brother Seth but this is not my truth it's really this is not my truth it's really not I believe with every fiber of my being I've been committed to this for Many years since I think I started around 1989 talking about this. Folks, it's so real. It's so true. Anyway, we'll be right back. Again, um, flying solo tonight, my brother are talking about scientific and biblical proof of African-Americans being Israelites, And we're going to get to some scientific and biblical proof as well. A lot of things coming your way here. Um, we'll be right back. enjoy doing the shows, either with co-hosts or myself. Uh, lately, I haven't been too happy about doing shows at all because of some personal things, but every once in a while, I get these spurts of energy to do a show, and a lot of times I dread when I first try to do them these days, because i got so much going on these days. But When I start to talk to y'all, I love it. I love it once I get those shows going, but just sometimes planning them is just, just too hard, too much which is why I've been uh, soliciting help from various people. But tonight, let's go ahead and get into this, y'all. Okay, so you're a pastor, you're a leader, you're listening to the show tonight, because I'm sending this to a lot of people, and I know some of y'all's having this problem with your pastor, uh, like some of the members of Believers, uh, uh, Adamant Believers Council is having. To where you go to your pastor and you say pastor what do you what do you think about this this is this is wonderful we we those people of the bible are we really are we really and a lot of people ain't trying to be flesh so what you get excited and and some of y'all say the wrong thing some of y'all you know so what so what if you just get excited and you should be I mean think about it the blood okay Just for a minute, let's talk about those that we thought was the Jews. Some of you still think is the Jews. Let's just think about this for a minute. When they talk about their culture, when they talk about who they are and what their forefathers have done, some of you are silent. You don't say anything. You don't question them. You don't say, oh, this is so fleshly. You don't say, let's keep it. Jesus, if a Jewish person came to your church and they was talking about the Jewish people and how the Most High this and you really believe, some of y'all really believe they're the Jews, you won't say nothing to them. Be honest. Let's just have a fireside chat. Come on, brothers and sisters. Let's be very honest tonight. You would not have anything to say to so-called Jewish people. That come to your church, or that's talking at your job, or that's talking wherever they want to talk about their their heritage, you have no problem. A lot of you, the reason why you have trouble is because you have self hate with regards to your to so called black people. Now, this message I'm saying right now can go to anybody in America. Anybody raised under the thumb of white supremacy is probably having trouble with hearing so-called African Americans that they forefathers have enslaved they probably have all kinds of negative thoughts about these people and to hear that they are God's chosen they are Israel it's ludicrous and some of you just won't say it like that you'll say you try to attack it with scripture or something but really and truly it don't matter what scriptures we share which is why i'm going to not name 300 scriptures tonight like i try to do sometimes, because i want to attack what's in our true hearts why is this message such a problem in the church why is this message such such a problem with so called white people in America, so-called black people, or any people raised under the thumb of white supremacy globally. Why is it such a problem to acknowledge dark-skinned people being a part of Israel? Folks, I want you to really think about this. Number one question, even before I say that, is this. Is it of Yah? Is the father behind any of this? That's what we got to ask ourselves first. Is the father really saying any of this? And if he is, where are you at with what the father is saying? That's what we've got to establish in any and everything we do on this earth. We've got to come to the understanding of is it of man or is it of Yah? I'm going to do three things tonight. First thing I'm going to talk about is why this message is one of the most important things your ears will ever hear in your life. I'll put it up there next to the gospel. After you hear the good news of what the Father did through Christ and and, 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 and Christ died for our sins and you accepting that, I'm going to put this message right up there next to it, especially for the African Americans, but even for others on the outside looking in. This message is still important even for you to understand who these people are that you deal with, uh, these so-called African Americans, if you're in America. If you're outside of America, uh, there's all types of tribes scattered throughout the whole globe. Remember the most high scattered Israel throughout the four corners, i'm just happen to be in the corner that they call america north america south america and central america so i'm mainly talking about those israelites but really and truly they're all over all right so in america they call them african American. in central america there's another name in brazil there's after so-called israelites there um There's Israelites in Australia, there's Israelites in China, there's Israelites in Europe, yes there is There's Israelites scattered at the four corners So tonight's broadcast is putting a spotlight on the oppression that so-called African Americans in America is going through As they try to enlighten their leaders, they come into this revelation, they go in their pastors and their pastors are uh, For the most part because their pastors are not really researching this uh, They're looking at YouTube videos And they're deciding to not embrace this Because of some of the things they hear But when they look at the scriptures This is where a lot of you may not believe this That a lot of these pastors really and truly do see the light But like I said in my show description uh, It requires too much changing and if they embrace this, if they speak out and say, I believe we're the Israelites, I believe African-Americans are the Israelites, no matter what ethnic group says that, their people are going to come after them. Because, again, in America, these people that are supposed to be Israelites have always been at the bottom, worthless, shiftless, lazy, and it's like taking some very precious and royal and giving it to these people. And a lot of folks raised in America is not having it. So, The five small talk about this message so much, so much, because of the following reasons. Number one, without the revelation of Israel being, uh, uh, or African-American being, uh, definitely DNA Israelites. Now, again, we know that the Most High is not necessarily interested in just natural Israel in and of itself, but he's looking for the spiritual Jew or those that has been spiritually born again that we call spiritual Jews. So again, you come talking with the natural Jew, which is DNA uh, straight up from Abraham's loins, bloodline, fleshly Israel. And then, of course, when Christ comes and uh, the Father placed our identity now in the spirit and emphasis is now on the spirit of the heart and not on the flesh. So... He is looking for those whose heart has been uh, washed and their, their spirit uh, 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 washed uh, with the blood of Christ. So this is what the Father is looking for now and not just physical, fleshly Israel. But again, we need this revelation. I know I'm repeating myself. I know I'm repeating myself. I know, I know. Don't tell me, I know. It's for a reason, though, because we've been accused uh of people saying that we're dwelling too much on this flesh. It's not about the flesh. It's about the spirit. And I want people to know that this network have never put the flesh over the spirit. If we did, it was ignorantly, and uh, we should not have done that, okay? But we've always understood that our spiritual identity trumps anything we can do in the natural. Having said that, the Five Stone Network talk about the Israelite question because of these following things I'm about to say. Number one. The father looks partial without this revelation. He looks like he's just picking on so-called dark-skinned people or black people. And it looks like he favors white people, looks like he wants them to live better, drive better, live longer, better health, better everything. It just looks like the father really favors so-called white people. If you just drop from the sky into America and you just and you just nobody says anything to you just walk around and just simply look with your eyes at the different people and the different uh, socio, so, social social uh, everything that's going on socially, everything going on even medically, everything going on with regards to the church, everything in regards to the uh, economic world, it just looks like he the most high favors white people. With this revelation, though, then you'll begin to understand all these black people are malfunctioning and doing all these weird behaviors and all this self-hate they have because they don't know who they are, and they have been brainwashed to think they're something that they're not, and this is why they're just behaving so badly, so evil. So once you know this revelation, you will look at the same black folks down the corner, the same black girls, dancing in the strip joins the same black disrespect in the homes, the same black this, the same so-called black that and you'll be able to understand that we're fulfilling prophecies that's supposed to be upon our people that will be stripped of their identity and given the identity of something else so it's vitally important that Yahweh not look partial, that we understand that Yahweh is a loving Elohim that our Yah, our God our Elohim is a is a protective father that He cares about us, and that these things have happened to us due to sin and due to prophecies that were supposed to go forth on this holy royal priest of a people if they disobeyed. And so you can now, like I did, this is a part of my testimony. I began to, once I understood this revelation, I began to love our people with a love I didn't have before because I understand why they're malfunctioning. I no longer think and thought, I no longer thought and think that they're just no good, they're just lazy, they're just this, they're just that. But I understand they're fulfilling prophecy. It's different. It's a different way of looking at so-called black people, even if you're another ethnic group listening tonight. When you look at so-called African Americans, if you just look at them on the surface, you wouldn't want to live by them. You wouldn't want to be nowhere near them because they look like a cursed people. Well, the truth of the matter is we've already served our sentence and we're coming out for, after the fun of that curse. And so while the Because the father, I believe at one point, was behind the Europeans to do the things they did to us. And I think that he allowed them to because of the prophecy that was needed to go for his word must be fulfilled. And it's where it was spoken that if we didn't do these things, certain things would happen. So yes, I believe that he gave carte blanche to the European nations to do what they did. So without this revelation, you will look at the father funny. Uh, uh, You will look at him You may think he's partial And it's hard to trust Here we go It's hard brothers and sisters To trust a God Or to trust an Elohim That is after you To do you harm And so A lot of people not knowing uh, 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 what, what What we're sharing tonight Have not wanted to serve this God Or have been afraid of this God But even in our even the Father rewarding this nation with these horrible events because of their forefathers uh, and their sins, even in the midst of that, he's always had his arms open for those families that seek him. He says in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people, talking about Israel, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, that's number one, seek my face, number two, turn from their wicked ways, if my people... Which are called my name will was, was pray oh, Y'all bear with me I'm trying to do three things here want to tell First of all let me get this sip of coffee That's the first thing I want to need to do Okay But it says if my people which are called by my name Will humble themselves and pray And seek my face Turn from their wicked ways Y'all know the scripture So when our forefathers chose not to do these things we find ourselves in slave ships, basically. They're children, children, children. We find, ourselves in, we find ourselves in America. Fast forward. Here we are today, full of self-hate and self-destruction, self-de- uh, all this self-hate and self-destruction because of a lack of identity, both in the spiritual identity as well as the flesh identity. Now, there's a lot of people that don't have the spiritual identity we have, I mean, excuse me, they don't have a spiritual identity in Christ, right? But because they're intact, the so-called Italians and so-called this people and that people, they they make us look really bad because even though they're in need of a Savior, they're in need of Christ too, but because they have some type of infrastructure where it relates to identity, they have some type of pride and some type of Place a home a flag A song they can sing a nation Song or a nation flag they have A place to call home even if you enslave them they'll fall Better off than the african-american So Again this the Reason we do what we do here on the five Stone network is because number one the Most high look pop bias without That number two to another Reason uh, And i'm spelling the name Yahweh Y A H uh, W E H. This is my little kind of a uh, probably a corny way of of, of, of giving you all these reasons. But I sit down one day and and I tried to think of a way to always remember why we do what we do here on the Five Star Network. And I came up with these these letters of of you know, the Father Yahweh. And so Y stands for Yahweh. Look partial. The A, the next letter. There's an anger black people have, there's an anger we have as a people. Everybody talks about how the black man is angry, angry, angry. Well, once I found out who I was as an Israelite, I began to understand that anger. I no longer am angry like that no more. When we don't know what's going on, we can't trust each other, we can't work together, we can't pull together, we start self-disrespecting each other. First of all, we disrespect our own selves, and then second of all, we start disrespecting other people that look like us. And there's an anger that we have that's built in everybody talk about it. This revelation helps me to understand why we're doing the things we're doing as people, why we can not come together uh, doing the things we need to do, okay? So, again, we're spelling Yahweh. That's why. About that. A stands for anger. We will no longer have that anger that we have as a nation once we understand this truth. As to who we are and why we are acting the way we're acting, we know it's all prophetic. It don't feel good to see our people misbehave, but we don't show understanding, anger. The next letter in Yahweh is H. H, in this little equation I created, stands for hindrance no longer can we blame the white man for hindering our success in America or hindering us from this or hindering us from that. Because we found out that the reason why we're in America in the first place is because of our forefathers' rebellion. And one of the things he said if our forefathers was when they're rebellious is that he was his to the nations of the north and called down this nation from the north, and he tells in his word, many things that will befall Israel by the hands of these people from the north. Joel 2 talks about it, but there's many scriptures all through our Psalms that talks about these people from the north, the nation from the north, woe he comes from the north, whirlwind coming from the north. It constantly talk about this nation and what all they would do to us. So if the Father said when we was intact as a nation in Israel having, and in Jerusalem having it having as good as any nation can have, if he says certain things are going to happen to us and it's happening to us, why would we blame the white man? I stopped blaming the white man a long time ago. It is prophecy being fulfilled. They're not what's hindering us. It's our forefathers' sins that have cast this, these curses on us, which we're, we're past now because we've served the I believe. But when we look back in history, again, trying to understand what has happened to us, we look back in history, and even today I can say a lot of white people, don't get me wrong, they are full of white supremacy, and they are doing things that still try to block us. But we're Israel. All we have to do is turn to the most high and we and we will be able to walk with the most high and rule with the most high and 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 conquer with the most high. They are no match for our yah they are truly not our hindrance h stands for hindrance. white people are not our real hindrance. Spell the name of Yahweh, Y A H W E H, W. W stands for the Word of God, the Word of Yah. The Word of Yah is confusing without this truth. Try it. Try to understand prophecies and, and plug in the people in Israel into end time prophecy and come back and holler at me. It don't fit. You cannot understand the book of Daniel, the book of Jeremiah, the book of Revelation, etc., etc., without putting in the proper people in Israel. That's why end time prophecies you don't hardly hear much about it these days because these folks is off. Bible is going to contradict itself if you try to put those people in Israel in the scriptures. I'm, I'm not playing, brothers and sisters. I'm very serious. Bible here's just one scripture. The Bible says that when Israel is disobedient, that all the nations of the world will rule over them. Yes, they will. If they're obedient, they will rule over all the nations on the earth. I mean, literally, they will rule over all the nations That's because it's the Most High Call Israel to basically be rulers of the earth and, and introduce. The nations of the earth to him that's how you know as you are either at the very top or at the very bottom so these people that call themselves Jews today they are not obedient for sure and yet they're ruling they're ruling that's a contradiction of scripture right there I'm telling you about this revelation without this revelation the word of the Most High is going to contradict itself, and you will not be able to understand end time prophecy at all. We're spelling the name Yahweh, Y A H. That was W E E stands for Eastern conflict. You know, in the East, there's a big conflict. Again, I made these numbers because I knew I had some things I wanted to get out, and I just made these letters fit it. Y'all, just bear with me. My little corny way of getting it out. At least I'm getting it out to you, though. East and for Eastern conflict. In the Middle East or so called in Israel. There is the the biggest brawl probably outside of the World War One and Two is this conflict in the Gaza Strip. This Eastern conflict I call it. Without this revelation it'll go on forever. This is our land. This is our land. This is our land. The Palestinian and the so called Jews gonna be fighting forever. This revelation will end it. It would end it. They may continue fighting, but the whole world, once the whole world know who we are, the true Jews, and who they are, those that just happen to be brought into the land as we're scattered out, the most high it will place the people there from the north. So once the world knows, it's kind of hard to continue to lie when everybody knows you're lying. And that's going to make way for the fathers elect to come home. Because the world is going to be saying, neither one of y'all, this land don't belong to neither one of y'all. This will end that conflict once it's household knowledge of who the true Jews are. And, of course, we believe African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. But this would end the biggest fight ever, like I said, since World War 1 and 2. They are always fighting, fighting, fighting. They're probably over there fighting and dropping bombs. Last but not least, we're spelling the name Yahweh, Y A H W E, last letters, H, H H H. This other H, the second H, stands for Ha Ha Ha. The Bible talks about how the nations of the world will mock Israel, saying, Ha Ha Ha, where is your God? Ha. It literally says, Ha Ha, where is your God? Well, guess what, brothers and sisters? When the Most High, with this truth, once Israel becomes that nation, household knowledge. Everybody knows who she is. The Bible talks about nations of the world coming and serving her. She won't even need an army. Nations just lining up to serve her, just like we serve those that say they are Jews, because we thought they were the real Jews. And they literally got a portion of our tax dollar, every dollar I think, I think it was every penny went to Israel. I mean, because we thought. They were the people of God. The church, the church thought they were. People think they are, and they send money. Well, once this knowledge is known of who the true Jews are, believe me, the nations will come and support us. So there won't be no more ha ha ha. We won't be mockery no more. So that's just my little way of kind of getting out just a few reasons why this message is important, why this message is relevant, why you leaders should be speaking and teaching this at your church. So let me talk about a leader that, again, I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, a, a service I attended today. I was invited by my sister to come to here, whether uh, Craig Lewis, the guy that talked about hip-hop, the, uh, exposing hip-hop. His church is booming, y'all. He has a really nice little following. It's growing by leaps and bounds here. And uh, he said a lot of things about the Israelites without saying their name. He, did. he never mentioned their name in his defense. But when I share some of the things he said, you'll know he's talking about the Israelites. But before I do that, I just want to remind those of you that are going to be on the show that wants to contribute to the show tonight, those Hebrew, I mean, those, excuse me, those uh, co-hosts, I'm coming to you. I'm just kind of lining all this up. I know I've been talking a while, but you gentlemen have been late. That's okay, though. You, you're entitled. But I want to... Uh, just to mention a little bit about what Pastor Craig has said. Actually, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the phone lines and bring on these co-hosts. Even though they were running a little late, it's okay. I'm, I want them to come on anything they heard. I want, I'm want. i going to put everybody on a four-minute timer tonight. I'm doing timers because I want to get out this, and this is how I'm going to do, do these shows. If I'm going to be doing shows, I'm going to have my little timer, everybody. So just so you know, I'm going to put you on a four-minute timer. Uh, and I want your rebuttal to what I've said, and then I'm going to share what I heard about Pastor Craig Lewis. Y'all are going to be really, really, and then I'm, I'm going to go back to the phone lines and get your information on that. Then I want to talk about my testimony, me personally testimony. Then I'm going to get the the, the co-host uh, uh, comment on that. And Then I want to end it with uh, how the church would actually benefit. Some of y'all pastors, y'all know, y'all be looking at the bottom line and all that. Okay, well, let's talk about the bottom line. What would it do for you financially? What would it do for you uh, spiritually? First, what would it do for you spiritually foremost? But some of y'all, let's just face it, you're greedy. I'm just going to talk to you like you're a greedy pastor that you are. And you're listening tonight. You're scared. Some of y'all scared you're going to lose your members and it's going to affect your body, bottom line. All of y'all ain't crooked. Some of y'all just don't want to wind up with a church with four members and have to go back to work. Okay, I hear you. I ain't mad at you. So it's not nothing wrong with being concerned about your bottom line. But um, and, and let's just end it there. It's nothing wrong with it as long as you're not governing your church exclusively by that. But if you're looking at your bottom line as you manage the people of God, yeah, hey, it's okay. I, I ain't. Got, I would be doing it if I was a pastor. I would be looking at money too. But I would. Ultimately based on what I feel the father was doing But you have to be wise stewards Yes, if you say something All 100 of your members are going to go out Leave you with four members You might want to consider not saying that uh, I hear you, I feel you I ain't going to be stupid tonight But I got something for y'all What if You just let y'all be you in your house And understand what this could do your little five members or 10 members or 100 members, whatever you got, if you just obey the Father, he may bless you, you look up, you have a thousand. Don't do it for just that reason, alone, do it because you love the most high, and just because you want his best. But y'all, you need to really think this out. Quit always following all these other. Quit following your peers, or all y'all pulpits look the same, you all sound alike, you all dress alike, you all dance alike. Come on. Who gonna be the pioneer and break out and say, you know what, that's it, doggone it. I am just gonna go in and say it. Yes, African Americans are the Israelites. Yes they are. Why are y'all so scared to allow the most high to be the most high? And besides, it's what the Father is saying. Let me go to my calls. Got a couple of them in the house. I think this is Brother John. He came in the house first, and then I see Brother Elishua. So I'm gonna go open up their lines, gentlemen. Just spare the introduction for time's sake. We will get since y'all running a little late, which is okay by me. But Brother John is in the house. Brother Elushua is in the house. Y'all welcome. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Brother John, go first, please.
2: Hello, everybody. Good to be back on the field again.
1: Okay, Brother John, you on the road? No. That line sounds horrible, but we hear you, brother. Uh, brother Ellis, sure, go ahead and say hello to hello to the
3: people. Good evening, everyone. Um, excuse me and my tardiness. It's um, actually there was a mix-up in the scheduling because I um, did research based upon the information that Sister Eliana presented. So I was actually had was doing preparation in regard to that. And then I actually.
0: When I realized that
3: I hadn't seen her posting, then I realized I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's not a show. So I had to get to start something, and then I tuned in, and I realized that it was just so, so I finished up what I was doing and got gonna show as soon as possible. Um, oh, okay.
1: Said, hold on. Just, Let me do this brother the other show. Both quiet in your line. I want y'all to listen. brother John and Brother L.T., quickly, because we got to get past this line stuff. Why I'm on that? mute, sir. Okay, hold on. Brother, El will show your line. So now, brother John, brother John, line is he's open. All right, brother, I'll show your line is loud. I don't know where you at, brother, but it's loud. But just we got to work with you. So go ahead and, and do your thing. Uh, what you have to say on any of the things I've said? And again, I'm putting on a timer because I got to I got to get this out. So just know that. All right, but go ahead. What did you think of anything I said? I said a lot there.
3: Well, as uh, well. You know, as normal, my response would be, you know, that which is biblical. And I'm agreeing with the thing that I've heard uh, since I've tuned in onto the line. The passage of scripture in Matthew, i sorry, Luke 21, verse 20, it says, And when you should see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let the, them which are in Jerusalem and Judea flee to the mountains and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And that not them that are in the country enter therein too. For there shall these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But war unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days, for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the four edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive to all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of Gentiles into the time of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. Uh, that being stated right there, I believe it's clear by another prophecy in Scripture or a word, a declaration from the Apostle Paul when he was speaking of the blindness that has come upon Israel. And he said that that blindness would exist until the time of the fullness of the Gentiles have come in. So we see two different uh, angles there. We see the Messiah saying that Jerusalem will be trodden down, will be ruled, will be governed by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. And then we hear Paul, a witness, saying that there's a blindness that's comes that been partially upon uh, some Israelites, not all, but partially in part until the time of all the Gentiles have come in. And if we look at the current events, it's pretty indicative that there's becoming a change, that people are becoming aware just of the events that just happened in this recent month. And so there's a, a last scripture, and I hope I didn't lose it. I just picked looked it up. in uh, Zechariah, oh, goodness. Uh, and Zechariah, and this is the most important scripture I really wanted to read to the audience for them to hear this scripture. Uh, give me just one second. I know my time is ticking um and it is just so in, you know you got i've made it
1: five minutes brother i made it a changed to five minutes not four minutes five you good keep going
3: okay yeah but the scripture is in zechariah and i'm trying to find it i had it pulled up for just a minute that's just like the enemy it's a distracted okay here we are <clears throat>
1: now brother uh, Ellis, just for the people and, uh, and again, I know I'm talking your time, and as long as I talk, I add more time. No,
0: please, but really quick
1: for the people, where are you going with this? Like, I'm saying this because to to, to validate what? Actually,
3: this is a confirmation of what you just said. Okay. Okay. Now, Zechariah, chapter one, verse twenty-two, and I'll begin with verse. I mean, chap chapter twelve, verse one, and I'll begin with the first verse. It says, "The burden of the word of Yahweh." For Israel, saith Jehovah, which stretcheth forth the heavens and layeth the foundations of the earth and formeth the spirit of man with him, within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day I will make Jerusalem a burden of stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cutting pieces. So all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. So what we see here is that from the time that there has not been peace in the city of Jerusalem, almost since the ascension of the of the Messiah, it had a temporary period of peace when the uh, Christians had went in, but the Christians were were not concerned with the city of Jerusalem. They turned the city of Jerusalem into a trash. It was literally a dumping site. And that says a lot about a religion that treasures that Jerusalem as to be the heart of the birth of its of its belief. And they turned it into a dumping site. And the only people who were residing within that land for <clears throat> hundreds of years were the people known today as the Philistines. But if you go back and look at history, the people that, that indicate that those people who would be there who sought to take over the land after our people, Israel, Were exiled from the land Out of the destruction of the temple in 70 AD And that would be the Edomite And I would suggest to everybody listening
0: uh, Hold on,
3: hold on, let me stop that Because
1: you're going to go over a little bit Go ahead, I I, I spoke on your turn That's five minutes, but go ahead Go a little further,
3: please And I would suggest to everybody listening That um, if you read And you read in the prophecies of Obadiah That a lot of people in the Israelite community say that the Edom is the white right man. That's very inconsistent with Scripture, because Edom is our To twin brother, which makes him a Hebrew. And again, as the history just says that after. You oh, hold, on, him, hold on, hold on, Ella, Ella, hold on a second. Just only come to this. Uh-huh. Only cause to this.
1: Remember, the topic is scientific and biblical proof of African American being Israelites, and then I coarsely encourage the pastors. Hey, what are y'all doing? You, you, you're Muslim, the most of the high voice. Uh, what are you doing? So I want to stay on there because the either might have to do with the teachings of this Israelite about the white man. I mean, yes,
3: it's kind of related. No, 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 but, no, no. Uh, that's not where I'm going. That's where I'm not okay, going. Okay, go ahead. That's not where go I'm ahead. Going. Now, no, I just said that for the people who the Israelites were listening. Because I know that there's a great consortium, a great consensus among a lot of Israelites that they believe that Edom is the white right man, And what I'm going to say is indirectly in contrast to that, and which also indicates how that we are Israel and that that land is our land. Now, as I was saying, is that when they pushed out, the people who resided within that land were Edomites. Uh, even King, uh, King Herod was an Edomite. And they even, basically, uh, King Herod basically made people convert to what we call today the religion of Judaism. So you come out, and now you've got in the 15th century, and you have the Turkish Empire who, is, who has possession of the land of what is now called Palestine because the Romans changed the name when they exiled our people, which was an attempt to wipe away any memory that that was our land and that we were a people. So now you come to the 15th century, and when the Turkish arrived there in the land, when they colonized the land, the people that are in the land, they have no t- name or no, no term for them. So they just called them after the name of the land, which at the time was called Palestine, and today they are known as Palestinians. But they are not Palestinians. Palestinians is not an ethnic ethnic orientation. Palestinians is name is 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 the name of what was once the country, so then they pull out So when you see what Christ said, and then you go into the the book of Amos, and it says these two things in the book of Ezekiel. He states these two things. He says that I will judge the Gentiles of the world, and he says, and okay, well,
1: the, oh, sure. back okay, hold me. on a second, cause I we way you? over. Remember, I, I, listen, I, I gotta okay. meet you. You got, I gotta, have, I need have your help tonight. But we're going to hear from you, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. We're going to hear from you four more times, okay? So let's it's respect the final okay, rule because we're gonna like pretty much doubles, so almost ten minutes. So listen, I really want to hear what you got to say about Pastor Craig Lewis' comments today. I really want to hear what you got to say after I share my testimony, which is only going to make it like ten minutes, which is really ten years but I'm putting in 10 minutes, and I really want to know what you got to say about how I think the church can profit from this message. Now, I know how you feel about the church profit, thing, but they actually could profit. I mean, you, we can say we want to say at the end of the day, if they preach the truth and be bold and be courageous and tell the truth, my, the Father's going to bless them. So I want to know what you got to say about this. So I need to hear from you on to... Four more times. So just, I want to go to Brother John and hear what he have to say about what anything he said. Then I'm gonna share with y'all about five comments I heard today at a church that was feel of full of prosperous looking. I don't know where this Brother get them black couples from. But everybody look like they make everybody look good in terms of on the natural standpoint. They brothers. I saw a lot of people with a lot of long beards. So. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, I guess that's the look now. Everybody got these beards. They already look like Israelites. You just go about the car to the flesh. But this man was coming after the Israelite. He said every other email, people is asking him, what about this? My family can't come together. With I don't want to get into it yet. But I want to hear, but before I get into that, let's go to Brother John. Did I share what happened at Pastor Craig Lewis Church today? My sister invited me. I went just being a good brother, and, and I analyzed some things, and I was very proud of some things I heard, and I was of some other things. Brother uh, uh, brother John, please, i am put you on the same timer, five minutes. We'd we'll love to know your comment. We'd we'll love to know your comment on anything you've heard, please. Well,
0: first for me. my
2: opinion here, and quote, unquote, being late, I actually thought this was Sister Eliana's show that I wasn't moderating. It was no joke. So, um, yeah, I intended, hold, on, um, hold on, hold on, later hold on, hold on, show. hold on, hold
1: on. Let me get this straight. Yeah. Please. We can't hear you. I don't know what's going on with your phone, but you sound muffled. I know everybody hear that.
0: Okay. Hold
1: well, on. Let me turn let off Brother Ellis was line. Hold on. His line is a loud one. Let's see. Okay. Y'all hear how quiet that line went? Okay, LSU, you're muted, but just know we want to be able to hear Brother John. Brother John, try it again with LSU's line muted.
2: Okay. Does that make any difference?
1: Yes, you got us on speaker, son, brother. We can hear you now a little better, no. but go for it. Let's just okay. go for
2: it. Go ahead. My apologies for being late. I thought this was Sister Eliana's show. I thought I wasn't moderating that. So there's a little bit of confusion. I intended to come later than normal, but I normally don't do Sundays. However, as it pertains to uh, the undeniable truth that the African-American, along with the other uh, nationalities, spread throughout the islands and South America, I'm not an apologist, and there's there's plenty of shows that people can uh, listen to and go and get that information. Personally, I'm not going to repeat it unless I feel compelled to, because at this point, if you don't see it, then you don't see it, and that's fine. It's not a problem that you don't. Um, But I do believe that for the person who decides to look into it truthfully in in the integrity of their heart, it is undeniable. (laughs) If you just take a look at the various scriptures, it is undeniable. Um, Is there room for error? Yes. I actually found a mistake today as it pertained to the time in Egypt, so on and so forth. Uh, I won't go into details about it, but I'm always fair and equitable when I'm looking at the scriptures, and I see, like, one of the pillar um, scriptures that we used to prove that we were the Israelites was the time that uh, the Israelites spent spent in Egypt. It wasn't four hundred years. It was purportedly four hundred and thirty years. But in Acts, uh, when Stephen was speaking, Acts seven, he said well, that. Well, that's hold
1: on, when hold on, before you get the, into that technicality, because you got nine thousand speakers mm-hmm. that say we are. So let me ask you something. Just, just, just bear with me to do you do, do this, because I know you is a scholar you may not think you are but I know what I'm about to say you got books of information on This. you find a discrepancy I understand but what I'm saying before you spend five mm-hmm. minutes explaining the discrepancy remember the show y'all is about scriptural proof that we know who we are the scripture and biblical proof of African American Israelites and then I go on to kind of encourage the church to stop playing around with the Hebrew question everyone knows in their hearts this is truth and uh, this is not false teaching, these people are not cults, quit, quit, quit hating on us. So that's the angle of the show, uh, uh, Brother John. So if you could, please, could you add to that? And if you, if you don't want to understand, because, you, know, I, I, you know, just let me know.
2: Well, if you follow the trajectory of my logic, I said, number one, I'm not an apologist for the Hebrew Israelites. There's plenty of information already on your shows, and I said that at the outset. I said that the scriptures speak for themselves, and I'm fair when it comes to these scriptures. And the only reason why I brought that scripture up is to prove that, yeah, this is something that I felt like was an important scripture previously. I feel like there's uh, some errors, and I only say that because I want the people who listen to not feel like they're dealing with people who are just biased because they don't want to be wrong. I don't mind being wrong. That's the reason why I said that, Seth. When you hear okay. me speaking on this show, I'm not trying to just be right. And, and I don't need to be a Hebrew Israelite because I felt downtrodden all of my life. I actually have excelled all of my life. The, 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 any type of downtrodden, Situation I've dealt with—it's been systemic, and it's been as a whole, but on a personal level, I've lived a wonderful life. And so, um, I don't want people to think that I, I need help. You know, Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> no, go right here, right here,
1: go right
2: ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll finish up by saying I don't need this identity to make me feel better about myself. I don't. I feel great just my relationship with the Most High through Yahshua or Jesus Christ. I feel great about that. So for the people who don't believe it, you know, feel free to not believe it, but at least use your scholarship. Thank you.
1: Well, I appreciate it, actually, Brother John, the way you kind of, uh, I ain't going to say clean it up because it was never dirty, but the way you ended that, and I guess, you know, I didn't know which angle you was coming from, so I apologize.
0: Yeah, that was the, That
1: was good, that was good, that was good. Uh, LSU, I want to open up your line, but, man, you got that noise. Let's try it again.
3: Okay, Okay. mute us, mute us, because we we
1: hear you right now. Try, uh, mute us, just so you know. But anyway, folks. What about now? Yeah, that's good.
0: What about now? I heard that
1: noise. You probably had a fan or something. But anyway, really quickly, y'all, John just made a big point, because tonight I said to myself, I wasn't going to get into all the scriptures, but I am going to get into some of the scriptures. You heard that I should get into some of the scriptures, because I try to stay true to these topics, because people are clicking on your show because of the topic, and they don't want deviation. so I'm very, it's just, I try to be a stickler to it. Again, science, scientific and biblical proof. Brother, prove it. I, I want to hear the scientific proof. That's what I call your show for. I want to hear the biblical proof. That's what I call your show for. And then I said, hey, church, can we stop playing with the Hebrew Israelites? Because, folks, they know. People know. So let me just talk about one pastor. And uh, and we'll get into, for those of you that tuning in to hear more scientific proof, we got a, we got some brothers uh, on the line that can give you scientific and biblical proof. Y'all hear what I'm saying. So as you get your opportunity to share, spiritually share, scientific and biblical proof. For 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 me, I'm going to kind of do what John said. We've been covering it. So simply Google five smooth stones, blog talk radio, black biblical Jews. You say, brother, you mean to tell me I ain't going to get into tonight, you're going to direct me to another show. We are going to get into some of it. And even to me talking about this past, I'm going to get into some of it. So just know that there ain't going to be a show, because those shows, we went scripture by scripture by scripture by scripture, by scripture and then we even talked about some scientific proof, more, 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 more. Tonight, I want to appeal to common sense. I want you all to think. Think this out, and we will talk about it again, 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 scientific and biblical proof as well, but not as much as we did on those previous shows. Again, Google Five from Stone Blog Talk Radio, 5th some Stone Blog Talk Radio, Black Biblical Hebrews. Now, I went to Pastor Craig Lewis Church today at an invitation from my sister, and here's some comments he made. The brother said he's been getting a lot of email, A lot of emails, and it's been going on for a long time. His, I bet you there was probably 500 people in that building. I bet you there was probably of the 500, I'm not exaggerating there was probably 250 black couples. The age group is crazy. They was all under 40. Where do y'all know, where have you seen that many black couples? And I mean black men look like they work and have their kids with them because he don't allow children's church. He want the kids to sit in the congregation with their parents. He could, there were no kids talking. It was everybody was quiet. I was shocked. And watch this. This brother came out and was talking about how that uh, a lot of us is too much on YouTube. And YouTube is dividing up our homes. And he said how the father worked in something he called frequency. Let me go for about ten minutes, Elishua and Brother John, and I want to hear what y'all got to say. All right? Now, this is what this brother said. When the Father wants to lead His people, He does it through the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit speaks through people. He works in this in this kind of frequency. But whenever you want to hear a word, some of you Google it, or some of you YouTube it, and you can get anything you want on YouTube. To to to, to, all you gotta do is, if you don't like the church, say you know you can Google something, slant it that slant, and get. All types of videos and a whole army of articles against the church. If you for the church, if you want whatever you want, you can get it on YouTube. He's saying so. What a lot of you are doing. A lot of these men are bitter, and this is where I vehemently agree with him. I agree with that first statement he made. I get a brother a B minus. Arlene was shocked. She was saying, "You give him a B minus?" I said, "Yes." Yeah. She said, he, "She heard her. he he didn't say he was Israelite, but he really was attacking him." But I give him a B minus because I couldn't find the wrong other than the fact that he 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 I can't say this was his heart, but it's like brother, what about the Hebrew Israelites that ain't bitter? Why don't you say we are the true Jews and then knock? The extremism, but he acted like so. That's why I kind of have a little beef with him. But I give him a B minus because he was spot on with salvation, and I'll talk about that here in a second. But he's talking about YouTube, and I was like, "That's true." I'm thinking to myself, "That's true." You can get all kinds of stuff from YouTube, and he's saying what's happening is he said I'm getting families, and I'm telling you, he was really emotional about it. He was saying these families can't come together. When they come together, hey, I can't do Christmas. I, 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 uh-uh, no, I can't do that. No, I can't do Easter. I can't. He said you can't come together with your family. You can't, you can't mingle with them. Some of y'all even wanna on New Year's. Oh, I don't celebrate New Year's no more. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, brother, that's right. We don't celebrate New Year's no more. It is Gregorian. He said you're saying this and you're saying that, but you can't come. But what he was attacking was, why can't you just come with your family? Why does it have to be all this? He said, folks, this is may just turn up turn up the church, turn up families. This all this division is not of God. Then y'all want to argue? And then he says something else. Y'all just make a note, Ellishua and Brother John. I want to hear y'all on this one. He said, If it's not heaven or hell, I don't believe in debating it. He said, Brothers and sisters, I'm telling y'all, if it's not heaven and hell, I don't believe in debating it. If it ain't gonna get you out of heaven, it, 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 it. now he kept saying it about eight times because he's trying to give the people when do I entertain these people, when do I don't, and then he made the comment about bootleg Hebrews. He said it one time in the service, so he didn't say it no more. He said nothing about the Hebrews. I didn't say nothing, but he said some of y'all, you know, hey, I don't pastor, I don't do this. I do it on the Sabbath. I don't do it. And he said. He ended his sermon with Galatians two. He just put the whole thing up on the big screen, and it talked about what Paul was saying. And I'm actually going to play it, just 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 to be different. Again, I know I said I was going to go two minutes, ten minutes. So let me just do this, because y'all probably go. Let's see. Here. I want y'all to hear. This is this this brother. I mean, I told Arlene, Arlene, that man was so right. Uh, He's just right. And I say, you know what, because the truth of the matter is everybody in his service, that they really listen to him, they're going to heaven. They're going to be with the saints. They're going to be with the, they, going to be with the saints. I like to say it like that. Definitely. Yes, they are. <laughs> There's no doctrine against what he did. It's just you can't get him on that. He was right, Arlene. It's just what do you do about those of us that's not extreme? I'm like, you left us in the cold. What if we are Israel? Anyway, Colossians 2, he goes on to say in Colossians 2, As ye therefore have received Christ Jesus, so walk ye in him, root and build up in him, and establish in the faith, as ye have seen, taught, abounding with thanksgiving. He goes on to say about, I, I just can't, okay, Let no man therefore judge you in meat, or in drink, or in respect of an holy day, or a new moon are Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. There was that whole he read it all the way down to twenty three. So much so when he read it, everybody clapped. He had to say you, you he have to say say Amen. When he read that scripture, you could feel it. And I, and I said, that's right. That's absolutely right. Let no man therefore judge you in meat, drink, or inspect of a holy day, new moon, or Sabbath days. And that's exactly what these guys are doing. But he went on a little deeper and said, let me tell you where a lot of these brothers are coming from. A lot of these people want to preach hate. I think I heard Elishua say this. I've said this over the years. He ain't the only one to say this. A lot of these brothers want to preach hate. He says, Y'all want you all to listen to me. And they'll look, any, any, any religion, any kind of belief system that, that supports their hate, that's what they're doing with this. And I was saying to myself, that's right. He's spot on. So a lot of this is coming from the, the hate. He talked about the law, and he nailed it like we have nailed it on this show. Again, we've done it too, saying that, listen, we do keep law. We absolutely do keep laws. We're supposed to obey the Holy Spirit. That's a whole bunch of do not, do not, no, go back, repent, apologize. He said, of course we do. But we're not Don't let these people put you under the law. I was on point with that. I was saying, he's just on on that. But again, if you listen, if your leaders are listening tonight, because this is pretty much a show for leaders, and other people can tune in as well, but again, if this is of the Most High, y'all, and y'all are trying to silence us, you're really silencing the Most High, because these young people is not the representative of the Israelites. They just today's Facebook. I excuse me, YouTube. That's what YouTube's doing. They don't. Most Israelites in America, I don't think, is under no thirty years old. They're probably in their 50s. It's a whole lot of black folks that believe we Jews and they're in traditional churches. Believe that. What are they all a prophet crowd or lead? Listen, I said this earlier, and I'm going to say it again. No, I said this to Purcell earlier. I think. I'm getting this mixed up, and I'm coming to you, LSU and Buck John. I met a lady in Cincinnati when I went to a Hebrew convention in, like, 1999, 98. I met her, went to a Hebrew convention that long ago. Listen to what this lady told me. It was packed full of people. She was from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. She had to be like in her 60s. She was my senior. She said, yeah, baby, we've been doing this for a long time. I said, well, how long have y'all been? She said, oh, we've been keeping the feast day. And she thought, she said, oh, we kept, we kept uh, let's see here. Oh, we've been, she's naming the feast days fluently, when they did it, how they did it. She said, we've been doing that since I was a girl. The lady was in her 60s. That was in 1998. Where are they at today? It's just they ain't on YouTube. The Hebrew-Israelite movement is not a bunch of young people. I'm sorry if y'all think that. It's a lot of seasoned, older people. They don't have access to social media to let you know where they're at. There was one I remember this congregation on Cincinnati in Cincinnati and on Liberty Street. They had their little things on the head, you know, for the women covered their head, and they believe it was the Israelites. These people are seeking the Most High. They ain't trying to get us to know who they are. Those people, those young people, do not represent us. So, for y'all to be again, like this pastor said, you tune into YouTube, and y'all are getting all y'all research from the YouTube, and you think that's the Hebrew Israelites. Well, uh, wrong. There's millions. Be careful, lest you be fighting against the Most High. The preacher went on to say, "That's enough. That's enough." He, if I think of more, he said, "I just want to get uh, get get paid from uh, Brother John and Brother Elishua. Brother John, do not you go first this time, and then Brother Ellishua on this uh, past week? I know how y'all feel about him and hip hop. Please don't bring that up because that's a whole other story. I'm just talking about. It. He is under. Heavy pressure from them people in his church to talk about this. What do you have to say about that?
0: Thank you. Thank, you. Thank
1: you.
2: Thank you. First of all, I don't know who this guy is and what his stance is on hip hop. I, I don't know. Okay. And, and what I'm about to say, it may not even be popular with you, Brother L, Catholicists the whole line. But I've said it before, and I will make no mistake about it, that the law as given by Moses written are not the law that we should be following if you're born again believer and the most high is your, not the most high, uh, the story, is your high priest. Now keep in mind that as it states in Hebrew, when there is changed, uh, for the high priest is saying there is a necessity of change of the law. Well, when Obama went out of the office, and uh, I believe that would have been Trump that came into office, does that mean that you could now do 100 miles an hour down 95 south? No. That law stayed the same. Could they change that law? Yes, they could. So what I'm saying is that some laws are still meant to be kept, even though you move from one priest to another. However, if you are a born-again believer, those laws should be written on your heart. They should either condemn you or confirm your actions. You should know. I vehemently disagree with the pastor by saying that if it's heaven or hell, then basically, if it's not a heaven or hell discussion or debate, it, then it shouldn't be discussed or debated. The Bible itself says that we need to move on from the principles, those principles, uh, such as the laying on of hands, the, the so you know the scripture, you can quote it to them later. These principles, we need to move on because... There's other revelations and understandings to be had. I, I, it, it's important. Why did why did the Bible say so many times the Messiah say, "Watch." You may not know the season, but watch. Why did He give us the parable of the virgins? Watch. He told us to watch. Well, the fact is is that He knew you from the beginning of time, before the earth was formed, he knew you, and the Messiah said, I haven't lost one of them except the son of perdition. Well, we all know where we're going if you're born again, but he wants more of you. He wants you to understand. Why would he give the parables? Why did did he give the parables? He told the, the, the disciples because it's not meant for them to understand these principles of the kingdom. It's meant for you. He's given the principles and insights and understanding that we all need to know and we all need to search for, and it goes beyond just salvation. It goes beyond that. So with that, I disagree because the word disagrees with that. I leave that as is for now, but unless your will respond.
1: That was good, Brother John. But the Brother Elishua, please.
3: Okay. About five minutes,
2: please. Brother Elishua? Can y'all hear me? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure what Brother L. is, but let me do, sir, one more statement. No,
3: I was. I'm sorry. Well, I was I, muted because I didn't want any. I didn't want
1: any background noise. Yeah, you got to gotta move a little faster, sure That was a long time there. But let Brother John finish up and then be ready this time, okay? Yeah, that my, my apologies, well, let me This, this <laughs> last
2: statement: If you, as a pastor, are saying that people should not be listening to YouTube or googling things, well, you as a pastor, you're part of that. If I say you're part of that, just because you're in the church and they can physically listen to you, wouldn't you want a well-grounded block uh, uh, who know the word, who study their word every week? To be honest, it doesn't make a difference whether you Google stuff or YouTube stuff or you go to this church or that church. If you are grounded in the word, you are anchored in the word it doesn't make a difference where information comes in. It doesn't sway you from your anchor. And we know that there's no shortage of pastors who are neophytes when it comes to the word. So there's a lot of pastors who are basically Google, basically YouTube. You just have a building and you have a congregation. So if you're going to say, hey, stop Googling, stop YouTubing, then they should stop listening to you as well because there's a lot of people that don't, they don't read their Bibles and they don't understand the word, so they have to go on what the pastor says. And that's not the way God meant it to be. He gave us the word so that we could study to show ourselves approved, not sit in the congregation and hear the pastor preach to us and show ourselves approved. No, we study. We study. We put the time in. And the is only one component of that. There's the four other fourfold uh, ministries of the apostles, the, t- the teachers, the prophets, all of those are meant to to perfect us, not just the pastors. So that's what I want to say. If you want to put them in and, and I'm and not trying to be critical of him. Say it again? Like I said, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be overly critical. I just don't stand in, you know, in agreement with that position. Well, well,
1: what he was saying before we go to LSU, but what he was saying was y'all are searching for identity online, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, because they can't get it in church.
0: So exactly. I didn't like him
1: saying But well, at the same time, you can get any kind of belief you want, you know, you can. He really, that's the truth. So, but if the church did what they're supposed to do, pastors, those of you listening, then our members wouldn't have to be online going to YouTube searching all these. They're trying to find the truth. These young people are, anyway. All right, Brother Elishua, your line is open
3: now. Uh, go right here, brother. Thank okay. You. Uh Okay. Oh, my gosh. I am so... Fighting the temptation to be irritated by everything that's going on With all of the uh, technical difficulties and everything But let me state this real quickly If it's heaven or hell Any pastor who states that Basically what you're saying is you want your members to remain children John made it very clear And that is according to the word And I'm going to read you a scripture It says Hebrews 5 and 13 it says, for when for a time you ought to be teachers, you need that one teach you again the first principles of the it. oracles of God. And become as such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age, even to those who by reason of you have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. The number one primary thing that the Messiah told us to look for, to be on the lookout for in the last days, is deception. And the only way you can be able to deceive, determine what is good and evil, is because you have, as John just stated, you have exercised the use in the Word of God. Now, as far as this, this, the thing was about the church and all, it's real simple. I don't even entertain pastors that do not acknowledge that we're Israel. Because they are in abject disobedience. Because I know this is a move of God and if it can tell a bunch of young men and call them out of darkness into light and let them know who they are and whom God has called them to be and what their destiny is, the only person who are people who are irrelevant in their duty are pastors. And the reason why, when he says we want heaven and hell, because it's a cop-out, because you don't want to do the work to become obturant, to become abreast and informed of what it means to be Israel and what it takes to from the Christians. So it's easy to just say, let me dismiss you, to say, okay, these people are teaching hate. Christianity teaches hate. You don't dismiss Christianity. Christianity was already enforced in the fires of hate and murder and destruction but you do not keep what teaching Christianity for that reason. All
0: right. Now, All
3: right. As, as, a fact, as a fact of now about the a YouTube thing, Acts 17, Mark, the apostles not going to turn to the scriptures. I'm going to give you the chapters you have to research and look for them because that's the problem. It's too many lazy believers. You want to put work on everything in. You want to put your grind in on everything, but when it comes to your salvation, and taking this word and studying to show God self-approved, a workman or a workwoman who can rightly discern the word of God. But you'll go to entertainment, you'll go to football games, you'll do all of that. And I've always said that what you are concerned about and what you are interested in, you will always put primary. And that includes scenes, places, and people. Now, to the thing about Acts. Paul, standing on Mars Hill, and he said, I perceive people. And what does it say to Christians? I will turn to it if I felt like I had time, but I won't turn to it. I just say the Act 17. There were many voices. There were there were people of New Age movement. There were all types of religious things that were taking place in Jerusalem, there in Judea, at the time that the Messiah was walking the planet and, and, and fulfilling his ministry. And when Paul stood on Mars Hills, he was he was talking to a multiplicity of them, and he said that I perceive in all things you are too religious. Paul wasn't afraid of the YouTube of his day. His voice was just stronger, clearer, and it came with more authority and anointing. Because it's real simple. People are pulling away from traditional Christian religion. And what he is trying to do is put new wine in old wine skins. And, brother, it ain't going to work. Because this is a new movement, and it has to go in new wine skins. And if you want to be real truthful about this movement, then the fact that it has sustained itself over these number of years, the last 20 years, among all these young, sometimes unlearned people, says that it's got to be something that is stealing it. Because they don't have a lot of leadership. And I would say to the church, and hear me well, if we got a problem, it's your fault. Because the same people who are on YouTube and on Facebook, Seth Turner, myself, and others, we came to you first. We went to the church first. We went to Christianity first, but you rejected us, and then you use that word and says we're extremists. No, we're not extremists. We right on time with the word of God. Last point: When you go read the word of Colossians, like I said, this is what I mean by when uh, John mentioned the word, and I often confuse John's name because John's name is biblical, and I often will say in my mind before I say his name and remember, I'll think Paul. And actually, he's astute. And the word is actually to the degree of Paul. Because John Clark has not had any theological training as far as the Scriptures is. So all that he has and all that he has been able to obtain has been revealed to him by the Spirit of God and through faithful study of the Scriptures. And nobody else understands my voice, if any different. You have no excuse. Now, Colossians. But when you go to the theological background about the time that the Colossians was raised. If you go back and you read that, you will see that what Paul, the things that Paul was stating, like giving worship to angels and things like that, that's not in the law. Paul's not talking about the law right thing. And that's what I mean about these pastors who don't want to put in the work to become informed to know their craft, like everybody else does. Don is a real estate agent. He knows his craft. Seth of what he has been doing in American Airlines, I remember when he used to be an agent there. He knew his craft. I could come to Seth and call Seth, I was and I had a problem. I called Seth, and Seth to figure that problem out in three minutes, but it would have took a regular agent maybe a half an hour, to an hour, because they know their craft. And as a pastor, you are obligated and responsible to study. When Paul gave that advice to Timothy, he was talking to a pastor and with, a, with a church of 5,000 members. And he told them to study, to show thyself a fool, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. And that's your problem. When you come toe-to-toe with the Hebrew Israelites, you are embarrassed because you cannot walk with them theologically. You can't walk with them in the world. And that's your thing. As for the phenomenal growth of the church, it is every, very predictable. Bishop Jakes built one of the largest churches in the South because he had a message that was catered to women. And it's been scientifically, historically proven that women are the greatest church members among people who attend church, historically and currently. And so that was what, much of a phenomenon. He had an anointing, though, and that's what really put it on the map. As with this young man and what he's called to do, his ministry started addressing hip-hop. So I don't know how we can talk about him without not addressing hip-hop because that's really his ministry was oriented in hip-hop. And as a result of that, Yes, if you're going to be dressing your pop, if you're going to be dealing with caring issues, you're going to get people in the door of your church. But the thing is, it's just like Messiah said to the, to, the, to, the, to the Jews and to the Israelites. He said, you search high and low, far and wide, to make one disciple or one proselyte. And when you do, you make him twice the child of the devil. And the problem is that because these people are annoying and run away from these doctrinal issues and they only want to address it within the context of their Christian narrative, all they're doing is just putting people through a cycle. They come in, they get saved and they just come through their cycle. They just cycle. My land says about the pastors not being willing to address the truth. It's real simple. If you're a pastor in the church, and the people in that church are not providing the resources to keep that church going, it's real simple. It ain't nothing complicated about that. Close the doors and go get a job because you're doing something you ain't called to do. God gives you a calling to do it. He gives you resources to do it. But a lot of people, because they want to do their own thing, have taken on the pastoralship and now they're pastoring churches because there's a lot of money, a lot of fame, and a lot of prestige that comes with pastoring churches. We are the black community, and we have always held our clergy in the highest of things. And a part of that pursuit of pastoralship is selfish ambition and not a calling of God. I'm done. I yield the they
1: say. Well, that was a lot, brother. And uh, I, I, I hear you, Sure, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear it in your voice. And we, we hear it often. We know exactly where you're coming from. And I can't really say anything about that. The only thing I would say is this, brothers and sisters, I don't know Pastor Craig's heart. I do know one thing, and, I, and I'm going to admit something to my brother they probably never heard. I did feel a little jealous. Jealous? Yeah, a little jealous. Because, like Ella should say, we've been doing this for a long time. When I go to churches, I do I do respect and Y'all heard what I said about uh, 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 Pastor uh Craig Lewis. See how I say his name. I do give him respect. I do. I went there, I enjoyed the message to I gave him a B minus. I i bet guarantee LSU wouldn't have gave him no B minus. But but John wouldn't have gave him no B minus. But the reason why I said that is because I said, Arling, all these young people, these young black, beautiful people. Uh these young black beautiful people. Well, remember so what time
3: I had bell?
1: No, no, no. You, I, I was going doing you on a second five minutes. No, you did five minutes. I'm going to put you on another five minutes. You actually didn't go ten minutes, so that's good. But uh, I was jealous, y'all. I said, you know, I've been working so hard in this vineyard, and I don't necessarily want a church. That's not what I want. That's not what I feel called to. I just want... That amount of people, and I'm sure over the years it's been way more than 500 people. I already know that. But just seeing such an intelligent, and informed, very coy, y'all got to no sure, you got to go visit. Even though I know you can't stand, bro, you got to go see it. John, you're in the area, too. Well, y'all got to go. I more. already know how y'all feel, but you got to go. Number one, they just did something different because they're growing. So they, they went through a facelift. Now they're one of the most. I mean, it just was a very nice experience. All these young people in the same room, listening, nobody walking hardly. He talked about their dress code. He said, look, y'all, we got to produce men. He said, all these people coming with all these earrings and hair, all different kind of colors. And he was saying, you know, we, we, we're trying to produce a, a certain men. And, and uh, he said, look, we ain't going to tell nobody they can't come here. But he said, after a while, some brother's going to say to some guy, if he... He's feel We gonna kind of talk to him and say, "Hey, you know, it's just just some." He said, "We gotta do it in love, brothers, but we gotta help out. I was I, that was a that was a breath of fresh air to me. Cause he right, he said, "I'm tired of seeing men. We can't tell them a man or a woman." And he got another rule. Everybody, a lot of people don't like this church because it's got so many rules. If you come there and you are a woman, you married, you can't come there without your husband. You can't be a member. He said. You can come there, but you can't be a member unless your husband was with you because that's like dividing the house up. She over here, he over there. They want to talk to your husband. If your husband says, yeah, my wife can go there. I don't mind it. I know where she's at. It's not a problem. Then you can be a member if your husband give them. That's how my sister became a member. And, and and if your husband is teaching you something, he says, but this Pastor Craig's still talking, he don't want to go against what your house is doing. That's your husband, women. You ought to be responsible to what your husband is doing. That's the head of your house, not your pastor. I thought right. that was very impressive. I ain't never heard that. I like really. that. So, and my in my Joel with his crazy self, He don't go to nobody's church. And Joel say, man, I don't know how my wife go to Pastor because He's got more rules than anybody. You cannot. He said, he owned that women <laughs> being submissive to their men. He did. He, he for that. He ain't for no divorce. But the the proof is in the pudding. You got to go there and see all these people together. Couple, I don't think I, I've never seen a church where it's nothing but couples. I don't know if he run off single people or what, but I'm like, what is this? It's like everybody had were single people there. I, I guess what I'm trying to say there was, there was I got to slow it down, y'all. I'm trying to get around. Let me just slow it down. There were single people there, male and female. But the bulk of the people was coupled. I don't know no church like that, ever, ever, since I've been going to church. There was like half the church was full of men, and there weren't no gay-looking men. I, I ain't never seen that, y'all. I was impressed. So that's what I mean by I felt jealous, like, man, I wish that I could, my wife and I, we can impart and we see our fruit. I want to see it. Blogging is good. Y'all, I'm just being human tonight. I'm just being human. But I just Beth was so the hurt. The in. Last thing I'm gonna say. I don't know if
3: you gonna jump through your own. That's if I'm
1: to call in. the oh, 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 those of you that's listening to the show online, y'all wanna keep listening, we're gonna roll over a little bit, you had better call that number, nine one four, two oh five 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 nine oh. One more time. Ellis, she was right, you gotta call the number because in two minutes, in a minute, we're gonna you're gonna be um, disconnected. We only you only can listen if you're listening online to 10 o'clock. So those you on the phone lines, don't move. And remember, if you have a question for LSU or all, Brother John or myself, press 1. Don't hang up, though. Wait a minute. Did this boy just hang up? Okay. Brother John, tell LSU to call back. He dropped. Say it again? Quick. Tell Brother John call, call to call back. He dropped for some reason. He dropped. Okay. Tell him call back. Be able to get a hold of him, but listen, everybody, again, again, again. What I mean by when I say, uh, actually, I can try to call him. Hold on a second, everybody, just bear with us, bear with us, everybody, because I can call him my show line. The time, say he may not. Let's see. Yeah,
2: he's trying to get back in, sir.
1: So. Uh, okay. Hold oh, on, everybody. There is a way with blog talk, people. We can call folks. Did y'all know that? I never use this feature. So I'm going to call them on the show line before this, before we get our, our final call. um, uh, There we go. Let's see if we pick up. Hello? Okay. All right, brother, you're back. All right. So, anyway, when I say jealous, y'all, it's not a... That evil kind of jealousy, but I just wish that LSU is of the world but the Johns. Of the world I know, but John is happy with what he's doing everything. But I just sorely wish that people we could see LSU and I used to worship together. We used to oftentimes share, and we know what it's like to see the lights come on in people's eyes when they hear what we're saying. We worship and feel see We know what it's like when. Brothers and sisters Really get What we're saying And I just Long for that y'all That's all there is to it I long for it So there's a little bit A little bit of feeling there But I do Wish no harm But I, I was concerned About one thing Pastors Those of y'all Listening Because some of y'all Pastors going to tune in Because I said Hey church so Some of y'all Pastors may be listening But this is my concern Why not say this Pastors Is having Trouble with Israelites Folks these brothers are right We are the Israelites I believe it But I don't believe we're under the law I think we should keep Whatever the Holy Spirit says And at the end of the day We will have fulfilled all the laws What is the Holy Spirit Not going to tell you That the law is going to tell you That you need to know That's what I want to know What is the law The, the law's going to tell you That the Holy Spirit Ain't going to tell you that? Nothing They're going to be They're going to be the same voice so, I would say that. Just say you believe with Israelites. Now, of course, that's going to send a thousand people to your study saying, "What does that mean?" You got to tell them that. But anyway, y'all, um, I decide I'm not going to go any further with this. Like John say, y'all, we've been beating this dead horse for a while. But I just, I just, I, I, I have this anointing in my spirit to do this, to, to to talk to the church, to the clergy tonight. And uh, I'm feeling a kind of weird kind of way. Uh, I'm going to let Brother Ellis, Hugh, and John have final words on this show because I'm a little bit feeling weird, y'all. I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. You know, we've been doing this a long, long, long time. And that pastor today, he even said, I'm tired of this. Y'all keep emailing me. Y'all keep emailing me every other email. So guess what? Pastor Craig Lewis have drew all those young people from talking about hip-hop. And a lot of them brothers had those beers, and I'm thinking, they Israelites, a lot of them up in there. They probably go there for other reasons, and they said, Pastor, what's up? And this man threw water on that whole movement. That hurt me. That hurt me. I was looking at all those young people, because I went to go to the restroom, and I went around this one way, and they said, you can't go this way because we've got too many people coming this way. So I had to wait. But while I was waiting, Brother John and Brother Ellis, shooting everybody on the phone lines and, Again, thank y'all for the good advice on network. We're closing out here in a little bit. But, brother, brothers, I had to see for about five minutes everybody I saw a lot of people one-on-one. In other words, the way you come out this door, one person one at a time. So I saw one at a time, about 100 people in the span of three minutes just coming, bam, 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 bam. And they was very healthy-looking black men. I mean, the prime, you know, like in their late 30s, early 40s, and they looked, they was, you know, a lot of them had their little tablets out. And I'm like, man, this band got a bunch of intelligent people going to his service. And I just was so heartbroken for seeing him throw water like that. But the reason why I gave him a B-minus, because he kept Christ in check, LSU. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He talked about Christ. He talked about... Following Christ, obeying, talked about not being about yourself, folks. You got it's not about self service here. It's about what the Father would have us to do, and we got to get out of self. It was a whole he, was, he hit that narcissism among the young people. He hit it hard, and he just felt like I guess this movement was a threat, and so he did. A, he pulled what I call it Elijah Muhammad. Elijah Muhammad said Jesus was white. I mean Jesus was. Uh, 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 you know, no white people can be he dogged out white people to get us it was Elijah Muhammad playing God, trying to get his people away from white supremacy. He knew that some Muslims was white, but he wouldn't tell the congregants that. He wanted to think it was all black, you know, just to break us from this white Jesus. He knew he was lying, so he mixed the truth some truth with Islam along with some lies because he cared about his people. I don't think he was the devil for doing that he was just trying it was so hard to break our people from this white image and christianity but you know back then really it was we was we were worse then so when malcolm went over to mecca and came back with the revelation it was on there and elijah was exposed and so shortly after they had to take him out and i feel like not probably this brother may not be doing that to that degree but i just feel like he just wanted to shut down all those emails and, Ella Sure, what say ye about yes, what sir. you hear so far? Please. Well, Seth, I'm hearing your heart. I'm listening to you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, brother John. Did you say something, Ella Sure? Please excuse me.
0: John, did, did you not. say
1: something?
0: I did that?
3: Not. Okay, go ahead, brother. I did
0: not. Yeah, and I'm I'm hearing your heart.
3: I'm hearing what you're saying in regard to this gentleman. And I would say this far, is that, first of all, what's happening at his church, it may appear to be a phenomenon in the backdrop of everything that's going on involving the church and Christian unity. But you have to come to terms with this reality that he is doing what the Pentecostal denomination built that denomination. It's not much different. They emphasize holiness. It, it, hey, that's why I come. That's where you got that term from. It's heaven and hell. That term comes from the holiness Pentecostal church. Holiness at all costs. So that's what he's doing. And that is, again, what a lot of believers do not understand. It's the basic fundamental of the faith. Be you holy me for years, holy. That's the bottom line. But a lot of us have gotten so accustomed to this liberality that we forget and that we are supposed to be holy above all things. Because that sets us apart. Um, and I would say this, is that, yeah, he's going through a war, but and he does see us. And he sees, he sees Israel as a threat. Because it's a mighty threat. <laughs> and, and evidently now, pastors are getting a little bit more paranoid because all of a sudden this threat became nationwide through the media. And so now it's got even more fuel behind it, and it's rolling. And it ain't going to stop. But I would say this to you, to me. John, but that's yes, especially to you and me, sir, because I have declared and decreed that I am called of the most high, appointed and anointed for such a time as this. When I met you, that's what endured us through our relationship is that we were both called, and we were aware of that calling of God upon our lives. And that what we have been doing over the last 15, 20, 30 years, we have been in a period of digestation where we have been singing and taking on, just like Ezekiel did, we bit of that, of, that, of, that, of that scroll. And when we first learned about it, it was very sweet. It was exciting, as you just described, to see people, the light come on, and people understand, come to a revelation of who they are. And then, as we begin to digest it, we're now at that bitter part. But I would say this, for, for us and our approach towards someone like that, Pastor, he can schedule a meeting with him and let us just deal in a very people, grumbling manner. And if he gives us an audience, just go with the particulars with him and give him an understanding. And, yes, we acknowledge that there are extremes. It's like there's extremes in Christianity. It's like I'm always throwing back to pastors because they're the ones who's calling other people extremes. But you have to understand that you need to be kind of reluctant before you put that label on someone because at one point in time, your particular faith was extremely extreme to the murderous extent. So, and let no, them know. If not, invite on the show, because that's why I come. It's important. And Brother John just stated, I want everyone to know because when we have the show coming up, and it's my closing statement, is that I want everyone to remember what John said in regards to the law. It's extremely important because when you read the New Covenant, not the New Testament, the New Covenant, it's clear. That teaching of the law is part of it. But the part that has been so excluded in the teaching of the law in regards to Christianity is that they have left out that a part that that grace and the Holy Spirit plays in that. And as John stated, we're not in the land, and we're not a sovereign people. So there is no way impossible that we could keep all the law, and we definitely have no way of enforcing it. But there are aspects of the law that we cannot keep. We cannot keep temple law because there is no temple that exists. And the Levitical priesthood, as John clearly stated, with the Melchizedek priesthood of Christ has been replaced. And as a result, the aspect of the law that has been changed is not all of the law, but the Levitical sacrificial laws of sin and death. We'll pick it up Tuesday, God willing. God
2: bless each
1: and every one of you. I love you. I love you from the bottom of my heart. Israel. Israel. We Israel, baby. We Israel. Brother Seth? Well, I appreciate that. He's right. We are Israel, y'all. I mean, I know you, it may be hard to understand. It may be hard to believe. But let, let me just say this one thing I tell the show, and then we're going to Brother John. What if we're right? What if we're right? What if we're what if we're right for those of you that and y'all I know I know John he's tired you heard him I don't have to keep trying to prove it to y'all <laughs> but there are there are there are new people that have never heard this broadcast before but John I sent this thing to thirty groups no I'm not sending it to twenty groups I sent it to thirty groups they'll get it tomorrow because I sent it late there's some people never heard this about John. That's why I said y'all. I, I, please, I'm not trying to shortchange y'all, but please Google Five Stone Blog Talk Radio and Black Biblical Jews, and uh, just remember: once you get that and you listen to that show, click on the little Five Stone logo, and you'll get thirty pages of shows. Many of the shows are dealing with this Israelite question. Just click, t- turn the page, turn the page, till so you see another show. And, and I know there's one show even said you even can Google this. Five songs on Blog Talk Radio, scientific proof, black biblical Jews. And I apologize to y'all that tune into the show looking for lots of scriptures and artifacts here and artifacts. There normally I would have done that tonight, just not a hundred percent tonight, y'all. And. I'm glad these brothers are on to try to help me, but I think y'all got enough information, and you hear the spirit behind what LSU is saying. Brother John, please.
2: Okay. As you stated, Seth, what is? We're right. The question could also be posed, what if we're wrong? So well, I'm going to close this out in the words of Gamaliel, he was one of the highly esteemed leaders of the Sanhedrin, if I'm not mistaken, during the time when Peter and the apostles were doing their ministry after the death of the Messiah. And he told his colleagues, if you will, look, we've seen this before, where this person or that person got together 300, 400 people and rallied them together and ultimately was killed, and the people dispersed. If this is of God, you won't be able to overthrow it. And if it's not, it will disperse like the other one, other movements disperse.
3: Folks. Masterfully done. Masterfully done. Master-
2: that means all you gotta do, if you're undecided, just sit and watch. If that's all, if that's all you can muster up, sit and watch. I will leave you with this one apologetic fact, defending our position. Name one people that has been scattered. And for us, the Islamic slave trade and the transatlantic slave trade, we had someone come on a week or two ago and said. Slavery is nothing new. The Romans did it. The Romans were not in the Americas at the time. So they did not transport slaves to the four corners of the earth. Nope. Only the transatlantic slave trade completed the four corners of the earth because they already had Europe, Asia, uh, and Africa. And I'm not sure about Australia or anything like that. But that Definitely transatlantic slave, slave, slave. trade, yeah. that particular slave trade was targeting a particular people. It wasn't african selling Africans, our position. But that's my apologetic stance. Starting in the annals of history, one time where one people were transported all over the world. If you can do that, I you can't mm-hmm. Say it again, El.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I said, and mind that up with Luke twenty-one, nineteen. The Messiah's prophecy with- prior to his passing, he said, you shall be held captive to every nation. Not just Britain, not just America. You will be held captive by every nation and as you just stated, there's only one event in the history of mankind that predicated such a happening, and that was the European Transatlantic Slavery. Masterfully done. There you have it. Masterfully done. So with that,
2: with that, Brother Seth, um, I will close out my time on the floor. I appreciate the platform. I'm out.
1: Okay. Uh, thank you, Brother John. Thank you, Brother John. Appreciate it, Brother L. Appreciate it. Listen, you brothers, I don't think y'all know how much I appreciate y'all tonight. I just this is I have a, this is one of the weirdest shows I've ever done because I really was bothered by their service today. I really was. I gave the brother B minus because it you know, I can lie, those people if they do what their pastor said, they're gonna make it in. But why 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 throw why throw shade on the Israelites? We're gonna make it in too, and we're gonna understand why we're in America. We're gonna understand Bible prophecy, and we're gonna be able to go in and out of the Book of Daniel and Hosea, and and, and, uh, not Daniel, not Hosea, but Daniel and and, uh, uh, Ezekiel and and Revelations, and understand who the Jews are. You, you can't teach Bible prophecy not knowing who Israel is. If you insert those people in that land right now into Bible prophecy, you're gonna get zero. I know the father doesn't want that. So like Brother Elisur say, you're going to just be feeding your people milk. It's just milk. Well, at least they make it in. Yes, they will. That's why I give them a B-. Anyway, y'all, uh, Tuesday, Elishua yeah,
0: yes, I know we
1: said Tuesday, but I, 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 I'm having... I'm, I'm a, uh, how do you feel about tomorrow? I think we probably should start Tuesday, the following week, and, and I'm saying this on the fly, everybody, so everybody can hear. Um, how do you feel about tomorrow? Because remember, this is I'm off tonight. Well, tomorrow so I get, I get upon... a chance to really rest good. So tell me how you okay. feel. We'll do this right on the air.
3: Well, based upon the show tonight, uh, I'd have no problem doing the show tomorrow, basically, which would be, more or less picking up from what we
1: left off tonight because, believe me, we have did nothing but scratch the surface of. It. Well, all right. Uh, everybody, we're going to switch it to tomorrow, Monday, because this I'm going to get a chance to rest real good, and I don't do that on Monday nights when I come off on Mondays. I get my rest tonight, so tonight I'm going to rest real good. We'll be able to show tomorrow night. So tomorrow night we'll see everybody. I love every single one of you, brothers and sisters. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Brother John, Brother L, thank y'all. We're out, okay?
3: Out. Shalom.
1: All right, that's Shalom. And, uh, folks, they are something else. I mean, they, those brothers right there, You got it's a shame some of y'all don't know them. They're really good people. Really, really respect them. I'm going to go out with something that I think uh, I always try to put a lot in the first and the last. Um, first and the last uh, song again, y'all, not a hundred percent, but um, I think y'all appreciate this, okay.